This podcast is supported by Oliver White. Oliver White educators, coaches, and mentors can help bring your company to the level of Class A business excellence because they have done it themselves at their own companies. All of our principals have extensive first-hand experience in operating and managing business processes to the highest standards. We don't just tell you how to improve your business processes. We give you the knowledge to make it happen. You can find Oliver White online at www.oliverwhite-americas.com or by calling 800-258-3862. And now, on to the podcast. Water, water everywhere. How is one of the world's largest beverage and brewing companies reducing water usage and meeting its ambitious goals for greenhouse gas reduction? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Last year, Anheuser-Busch InBev announced seven new company-wide environmental goals to be accomplished by the end of 2017. They cover everything from water and energy usage to the reduction of packaging materials, both within beverage facilities and barley-growing regions. With us today to explain the plan is Hugh Scher, Senior Global Director of Beer and Better World for Anheuser-Busch InBev. He faced the challenge of pulling together multiple units of the company, as well as getting external partners on board. The result was the creation of more than 700 best practices for water and energy consumption. So here is my conversation with Hugh Scher. Hugh Share, welcome to the program. Hi, Bob. It's great to be here. What got you started on this path at Anheuser-Busch InBev? Well, um, Bob, uh, reducing our environmental impacts is a key part of what we call our Better World strategy uh, here at Anheuser-Busch InBev. And for us, uh, Better World means it's, it's really our code word for corporate social responsibility. And it's com- combined with three, three main pillars. Uh, first, promoting responsible drinking, reducing environmental impacts, and supporting communities. Now, we've worked to increase efficiency across our supply chain for many years, but we believe the stakes are much higher now with the challenges that we're seeing from water scarcity and global, child, global climate change. And what our new goals do is help us focus not only on continuing to drive operational efficiencies within our walls, but also taking collective actions across our supply chain with key stakeholders. So we, in short, we've been doing these, these things for many years, but our, our new approach is much more holistic and driven by our performance-based culture that, that we use here at Anheuser-Busch InBev. 
I wanted just to speak about the business case for all this. Um, uh, the approach from really makes sense uh, from the business point of view because we're protecting natural resources for ourselves and for the communities where employees live and work and for our entire supply chain. So it, it's really um, a, a critical issue across the whole supply chain. But these are really ambitious goals. There was no one great moment where everybody woke up and said, we've got to do this, or no particular trigger or inspiration that you had to, to go on this path at the time you chose to do it? I'm talking about the environmental side of your, of your yeah, office. Here. Yeah, so, you know, on the environmental side, as I said, we've been, um, we've been working across our supply chain for many years, and we've been having um, these internal discussions about um, really formalizing um, our work and our commitment. So essentially moving from within our brewery walls uh, into the supply chain. So um, really uh, lots of internal discussion and, as, as we call them, within the company um, debates. And really going through the, the goal formation process really helped us increase internal awareness and create the necessary alignment. So there wasn't a great... There wasn't a moment when we woke up in the morning and said, hey, we need to do these. We've been having these discussions for many years and essentially uh, formalized the process and, and made our commitment public. Was there anyone else, any other company against which you were able to benchmark in your efforts? Uh, anyone who's, who's gone down this path before that sort of serves as a guide to you? Um, uh, Bob, we, we really we benchmark ourselves against um, most of the 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 fast-moving consumer goods company. So we, we really, for each of the goals, what we did is we um, we looked at how others were performing within uh, within and outside of our sector, um, really benchmarked uh, what their performance was and um, who had goals and what those goals were, and um, formed goals that we thought were appropriate for our key business impacts. And goals that we feel we can make a positive contribution to as a, as a large global company. Because there are scattered examples of companies doing basically the same kind of thing you're doing, but there aren't a lot of examples of real progress being made yet. That's why I wonder if there's anyone else. I know that uh, PepsiCo, for instance, at a factory uh, Frito-Lay facility down in Arizona is, a, is, is creating a zero-impact facility in, uh, in many different ways. And, but those are, seem like isolated incidents, so it does sound like you're a little bit up in front of everyone. Do you oh. consider yourself to be in that position? Well, what, what we what we what we feel very good about is um, we uh, engaged the right groups internally, uh, looked at our key impacts across the supply chain, and then as uh, as a global company, we formed uh, appropriate goals for for our key impacts. So again, as I said earlier, we feel it's a holistic approach. Um, that we've aligned the right internal groups and have a very strong plan in place to achieve these goals. Okay. Let's talk about these seven goals that you set for yourself. Um, the first three are naturally about water, which makes a lot of sense for a, a beer company. Um, the first one is to reduce water risks and improve water management in 100% of your key barley growing regions in partnership with local stakeholders. Talk a little bit about how you intend to do that. We've done a, a lot of work this year um, 
on first um, doing a water risk assessment of our global barley supply chain. And so what we, what we now know is where the hotspots are, let's call them. And we also did a lot of work this year setting up a global uh, barley team. We actually shared goals this year amongst 12 people across the company and did a lot of research and uh, engagement of local stakeholders and are now working on a plan um, that really creates a strategy for the next four years to achieve the goal. So really the right pilot projects that we're going to execute next year in these key areas, the right people that will share these very specific goals at all the way from a global group down to the barley field, let's say, because we have agronomists out there in our key barley growing regions. And so um, really all started with a water risk assessment to determine um, where we thought there were concerns. And we went out and verified that by working with local stakeholders and a variety of other actions that we took this year um, to really learn about what the situation was and where we could have an impact. Where are some of those hotspots? Um, so we have key barley growing regions um, uh, in the U.S. and Brazil and Uruguay and Argentina and China and Russia, and we've identified uh, some areas in Asia and Latin America and in North America um, where we're going to take a closer look at and execute some projects next year, uh, learn from those projects, and scale them up quickly um, in other zones where we, where we feel we can have an impact. Yeah. You talk about uh, engaging in watershed protection. How do you go about doing that? Again, um, it starts, it really starts with a water risk assessment. So I, I guess on the front end of that, it's important to say that uh, water is essential for our products, and also the social, economic, and environmental being of the communities where employees live and work. And so, you know, we realize that there's water challenges out there. And as a leading, as a leading global brewer, we need to find new ways to use the resource even more efficiently and help protect it for all, all users. Um, so we, what we do is, because it's such a critical issue, uh, not only for our business and for our communities, ABMF performs annual water risk assessments at our beverage and other manufacturing facilities throughout the world. And, it, Bob, it's a, it's a two-step process. First, what we do is apply a high-level global uh, water risk assessment tool and a very short internal survey. It takes a look at physical, regulatory, and reputation risk areas. So we're really we're, we're always concerned about the water availability and water quality, but we're also looking at that other issues that might be at the watershed level. If our screen indicates that a particular facility may be at risk, then we take a much deeper look uh, using our own customized uh, water risk assessment tool. That also requires, this is, this is really important, the, the, the second phase of the assess, assessment requires action plans by our facilities to manage and reduce risks. And what we've done is we've taken our water risk assessment process and we've integrated into our global operational management system. Um, and so we engage our water experts around the company 
on a regular basis through technical meetings and quarterly conference calls, and we take a look at their action plans. And so how we intend to achieve that watershed protection goal is really driven off their water risk assessments and the action plans that our zones and our facilities have developed. Those actions will allow us to um, execute watershed protection measures in all of our key areas. I want to take a moment for a message from our sponsor, Oliver White. For more than 40 years, companies have turned to Oliver White for our practical experience. Oliver White educators, coaches, and mentors can help bring your company to the level of Class A business excellence because they have done it themselves in their own companies. All of our principals have firsthand experience in operating and managing business processes to the highest standards. We don't just tell you how to improve business processes. We give you the knowledge to make it happen. Our unique approach is proven to work successfully. We transfer our extensive knowledge to you as you strive to operate your business more effectively by optimizing your supply chains. We provide detailed knowledge of best practices, show you how to implement them, coach you on ways to manage challenges, and mentor you to build competencies. After working with Oliver White, your company will be more competitive, responsive, and profitable. Find Oliver White online at www.oliverwhite-americas.com or by calling 800-258-3862. And now, back to the podcast. But you've got some really dramatic goals here for reducing global water uses. The way you dramatize it is you say you want to reduce to the uh, the level you want to reduce is equivalent to about 5,400 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Now, when you get down to the actual execution phase of this, when you've gone through the assessments and the action plans, and then you, now suddenly you've got to do it, how do you reduce global water usage? What are some of the main techniques that you employ? Okay, okay so... Um when I talk about water risk assessment process and um, watershed protection measures and reducing risk, what I mean is taking actions outside our walls along with stakeholders in those watersheds that supply our breweries and the surrounding communities. Third, our second goal that talks to water is reducing global water use to a leading edge 3.2 hectoliters of water per hectoliter of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, what you just asked about was, in, was inside our walls. But how we intend to achieve all these ambitious goals is really applying our performance-based culture and engaging our internal colleagues. So l- let me explain that a little bit. Um, what we have done is we have cascaded these seven global goals to the appropriate areas of the company, and we're holding individuals accountable for them, which is very much a part of our company culture. So let me give you a few examples. Um, we haven't talked about pack- packaging yet, but I'm, I'm sure we will. Well, let's, let's use the barley example. Then. Um, our procurement team and our agricultural experts around the company 
own the barley gold. Um, it's not uh, it's not necessarily our our global corporate social responsibility group. We will share the goal with them, but clearly they're they're taking the lead. They have the expertise. So for us, it's very important to integrate the responsibility into the right areas of the company to the individuals that can have the biggest impact on them. Yeah, this is a key point. We link compensation to goal achievement. So we have teams of people across the company that share these goals and work together to achieve them. It might be a person in Belgium in our headquarters sharing a agricultural goal with somebody in China, um, with somebody in Mexico, with somebody here in St. Louis, and we work together on them. Um, our, the seven goals that we've rolled out are really supported by a management system that we will track progress against. We've included regular reporting to our chiefs and our zone management committees. We've cascaded the goals um, from global down to the zones. And so for each of the seven goals, we've got names of folks at the zone level that will share them and regular reporting. Um, and again, all this will be tracked in the same project management system that we use for other initiatives in the organization. So a very formal process for measuring and reporting on a regular basis. Again, which is very much part of our culture. We're very metric target driven organization. And so we really what we've done, Bob, is we've treated sustainability issues uh, the same way we, we, we treat any other issue in the company and applied our same performance-based culture to, to sustainability. But to say you're going to reduce global water usage implies that you've been using, up to this point, more water than you need in order to produce your product. So the question is, what are you doing? Are you actually retooling your factories? Are you recycling water more? Are you finding yeah. that you can use less? I mean, again, how exactly are you saving water? You know, if you talk to our, our global supply organization and, and our water experts, they'll, they'll tell you that it's a, it's a combination of, of good management practices and technical solutions. So we, we do lots of things. I wouldn't say we're retooling. We, reducing water and energy on a continuous basis takes, takes a lot of work and a lot of focus around the organization and, and a lot of awareness because we constantly are throwing complexity at our 150-plus beverage facilities around the world. We're adding new products and new packaging, which makes it, which, which makes it challenging to, to, um, to stay at a, at a low usage rate. So we're, we're doing all those things. We're um, applying technical solutions and just um, really paying a lot of attention to the details on, on how water and energy are used in every single process across our plants. Um, so, just for example, how a line is started and stopped, how a, a packaging line or a part of the brewing operation is started and stopped and cleaned can have a huge impact on water and energy consumption. And so what we've done is we've created procedures and best practices in every area of our operation um, and have integrated them into our global management system for how we operate a, a facility. Um, we have over 700 best practices in our global management system just for how we use water and energy. So a brewery in um, Leuven, Belgium, that has equipment 
similar to someone in, let's say, uh, Wuhan, China, can go in and uh, see a best practice posted by uh, that facility in China and see if there's something to learn that they can do better and how they operate that equipment. A, l- a lot of our efficiency gains are just good management practices and not necessarily technical solutions. We obviously employ technical solutions, more efficient equipment, water recycling, heat recovery, all those things are very are very important part of our efficiency portfolio, but a good piece of it is just good management practices and attention to detail. And what our what our our management system allows us to do is capture and share best practices on a regular basis. And another thing that we do is we also have uh, technical meetings every year where our water and energy experts come together, uh, share best practices, whether they be technical or management solutions, and uh, create plans for the following year to achieve uh, their individual goals in these areas. Okay. Two of your goals relate specifically to energy. One is a reduction in global greenhouse gas emissions. The other is a reduction in global energy use. And in that second case, again, you come up with a very compelling metaphor. Here you say, equivalent to the amount of electricity needed to light about a quarter of a million night football matches. I see we're staying on sports uh, analogies here. Um, So my question, again, that I asked you about water now applies to energy. Can you give me examples of some best practices that have been employed that were really helping you to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and global energy usage? It's very similar to water use. It, again, is um, um, recovering heat from, from brew house operations and using that heat in other processes. Um, or to preheat water. It is making our cleaning operations as efficient as they can. So, um, and these are technical solutions. So t- the timing of, um, uh, of what we call cleaning in place units, these automatic um, cleaning systems that clean pipes and tanks. So it's, it's timing, it's temperature. Um, of course, checking quality uh, all along the way to ensure that we're meeting uh, our high-quality standards. It's, again, starting and stopping the lines appropriately. Um, when we go on holiday, it's making sure that we shut things down appropriately. It's things like lighting upgrades in many of our facilities. Um, it's a whole bunch of good management practices and technical solutions that we employ for water and energy and continually share best practices. Um, And another key part of this is really our target cascading system, which means that, as I said earlier, that we hold people accountable. So every zone has targets for water and energy use, and every single plant has targets for water and energy use. Do you avail yourself of alternative energy sources? Are you using solar, for instance, or anything like that, or wind I, in any of your? Yeah, own? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, where, where it makes sense, we um, we take a look at uh, solar, um, wind, um, and we're a good example is in Fairfield, our Fairfield, California brewery here in the United States um, has both solar uh, and wind. Mm-hmm. Another technology that we use uh, to actually generate a fuel source is 
um, what we call our biotreatment systems. And what those do is take a um, little wastewater education here. Um, breweries produce uh, very high-strength organic effluents from the brewing process. Um, we, we take those effluents, and in a very large number of our facilities, I don't have the number in front of me, but we actually use a, a special set of, of bugs, as we call them, um, and we produce methane gas. Um, that methane gas is then piped back to our, our brewery powerhouses and, and used as a fuel source. So that's, that's been a very beneficial uh, technology for us to actually generate a, a renewable fuel from the brewing process. Out of all these goals, what's been the most difficult or what do you anticipate will be the most difficult to achieve? We are very, very efficient within our walls. And, um, what's interesting about our, our seven new goals is that um, previously we had four goals that were inside our walls. Of the, of the seven goals, four of these are really outside our walls. I think the most interesting goals are uh, reducing water risks and improving water management in our, our key barley growing regions and engaging in watershed protection measures. Um, at our facilities located in, in key areas. Um, these are, this is new work for us and for other companies, so we're going to learn a lot along the way. It's going to involve a tremendous amount of stakeholder engagement. Um, water issues are complex. Uh, we realize that we can't solve them on our own, that we, we have to solve them um, with local stakeholders and, in some cases, global partners. And so I think those are the most interesting and, and also the most challenging. Your goal is, for, is to achieve all this by the end of 2017. Are you on track? Well, we uh, announced the goals this year. Our base year is uh, 2012 across 24 countries. The, the data is not in, in yet for, uh, for 2013, um, but certainly what, it, what I can say is that we have, we believe that we've put the right organization in place. As I explained, we've got a very comprehensive management system to track this. We've got already identified uh, target owners at global and the zone level. And so I would certainly say we have set ourselves up for for success across the organization. It's a, it's a priority for uh, the highest level of our organization. We've got that reporting link to the, to the chiefs of our company. So I would say we're in, we're in a very good position here. And again, the most challenging ones are going to be the things outside outside our walls where uh, we will, you know, we're, Bob, we're probably going to have to learn along the way and we'll, we'll make some adjustments. Um, but I think we're in very, very good shape to achieve the goals by the end of two, 2017. Well, there's so much more we could talk about, but I'm afraid we're out of time. Perhaps we could link to uh, your goals uh, laid out uh, specifically in our show notes. Uh, but beyond that, Hugh, uh, I want to thank you very much for helping us to uh, understand the path that AB InBev is on to achieve environmental responsibility in the future. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Um, just as a final comment, um, I'd say that the, the whole organization here is really excited about the work that, that we've undertaken, and um, we have aligned internally. And we'll, we'll get, as we like to say, we'll, we'll get after it as, as an organization and uh, 
and look, look for results in the future. We'll, we'll be reporting our results, our progress every year in our Global Citizenship Report. We'll be following with great interest. Thanks again, Hugh. Thanks. Bye. Hey, a final word from Oliver White. Oliver White educators, coaches, and mentors can help bring your company to the level of Class A business excellence because they have done it themselves at their own companies. All of our principals have extensive firsthand experience in operating and managing business processes to the highest standards. We provide detailed knowledge of best practices, show you how to implement them, coach you on ways to manage challenges, and mentor you to build competencies. After working with Oliver White, your company will be more competitive, responsive, and profitable. Find Oliver White online at www.oliverwhite, that's W-I-G-H-T, dash americas.com, or by calling 800-258-3862. That was my conversation with Hugh Scher of Anheuser-Busch InBev. We'll be following the company's progress in the years to come. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast. We're streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch nearly 2,000 videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. See you next time.